your grinder down and turn your radio up. This is the Vermont to Wanna Podcast. Lighting up the airwaves. And now, here's your host, rolling it up nice and tight, Eli Herring. Welcome, everybody, to the Vermont Awana Podcast, episode number nine, Elevate the State. I am your host, Eli Harrington, and happy to be here with you today for a special town meeting day edition of the Vermont Awana Podcast. We are going to take a hyper-local look at what regular Vermonters are thinking about legalization. We, uh, we talk to lawmakers, we talk to stakeholders, we talk to people on Facebook, most of whom choose to follow us. Um, and so they already have a direct interest in this. However, what I wanted to do was actually to go out to a few polling stations and talk to people who are coming out after they were done voting and just ask a couple questions. The two basic questions that I asked were, what was your, what is your general, you know, opinion of marijuana legalization? Leave it pretty open, but ask about marijuana legalization. And secondly, which I think was a little bit more interesting uh, and appropriate for town meeting day and what it's really all about here as far as local government and direct democracy and people participating and how that interweaves with the future of cannabis. I asked, in the future, if laws do continue to change, do you think that your local town is one that might be willing to host a legal cannabis business? The idea being that no matter what happens, whether it's a new dispensary coming in, whether it's a... Um, you know, a retail shop somewhere down the line, whatever's happening as far as cannabis business, it's going to have to be in a town that is allowing it to operate, right? So local control, local input, that's going to matter a lot. There's going to be a shitload of local tax money potentially coming in with, I think, two and a half percent is what the the so-called people's pot bill, H490 right now in Vermont is calling for, the tax and regulate bill. So uh, local local control, local input is a huge factor in cannabis business. If anyone's seen the show High Profits on Netflix, uh, check it out. It's about the folks in Breckenridge who are going from medical to recreational. And really, I think the whole theme of the show is how much their local government uh, control had over their business. So I thought that was a second interesting question to pose to people um, that you know was a little bit more about their community and, and getting sort of a feel for for what that might entail. Um, you know, it's ironic there are people who are going to spend thousands and, you know, tens of thousands of dollars paying consultants to figure exactly that out. Um, so it could be very valuable information for people in the future. You know, if you're a cannabis investor or entrepreneur looking at opening a dispensary, looking at trying to go for one of these licenses in the future, I always tell people when I sit down and we uh, and I do some consulting, which apart from a very nice dinner is always pro bono, um, that that local politics is a huge factor. So those are the two questions that we had. Uh, initially, I had planned to go to a bunch of different town meetings, but I ended up having a, Montpelier, a meeting in Montpelier that ran late. So I went to two, two town meeting, uh, two polling stations. Both of them are in the Mad River Valley off of exit 10 on Interstate 89. If you've ever been up to Vermont to go ski at Sugarbush or Stowe, right? Or Mad River, uh, Mad River Valley. 
you get off at exit 10 on Interstate 89, which is the, <laughs> the major one running through the state. So the Mad River Valley, it's, it's a really interesting place and I think kind of a unique snapshot of, of Vermont. Uh, in a few different ways, tourism is huge. You know, again, you've got these two mountains, Stowe and Sugarbush, uh, that dominate uh, a lot of the Vermont ski scene on sort of uh, opposite sides of, I, I don't really count Stowe as the Mad River Valley, so for my purposes, I'm really talking more about if you get off at exit 10 and you drive towards Sugarbush. So we're talking about like Duxbury, Warren, Waitsfield, uh, Waterbury, um, so again, you know, the Mad River Valley, it's a unique place because there's a lot of tourism. Uh, you have a lot of second homeowners. Uh, you also have, you know, a lot of local folks who have been there for a long time uh, who are still involved in, in agriculture to some capacity. You have people who came here 40 years ago uh, and have been involved as sort of like uh, nouveau, nouveau old school Vermonters. I don't really know a good way to describe them. You know, so the Mad River Valley, I say it's hard to get into. It's hard to it's hard to get out of. Um, I've spent a little bit of time there working at Sugarbush, have some friends who live there. You know, so I, I thought it would be a kind of a unique place. And the interviews that I got with people, these are all random people whose names I will not share. Um, I told them that was kind of part of the deal. So I think a lot of them hinted on those themes, you know, talking about the demographics in their town with... You know, and, and representing themselves, all of these different groups of people, right? So we, we talked to an older couple who must have been in their in their probably 80s, you know, with real thick Vermont accents, uh, who are in Waterbury Center. Talked to a, a mother uh, whose kids are, I think, in like late teens, early 20s, uh, who's someone who, did, she described herself as a former hippie, <laughs> and they'd been here for a long time. Um, she had a more open stance on it, even as a parent. You know, so you had a, you had a different... It was kind of an interesting cross-section, and again, there's no trickeration in the editing here. Uh, there were a few people who, and I, I mentioned this in the tape itself, who I talked to uh, who did not want to be even recorded, um, but whose sort of info I wanted to relay. Uh, but for the most part, these are all in, you know, this is straightforward as it happened. I think there's like seven different little short clips, and this is in exact chronological order. Now you'll hear... My last point before I play this, there is a line when it comes to advocacy and and journalism, right? Uh, it's, you know, we're in a unique kind of position with Vermont Awana, um, where I'm not advocating that, that weed is great, I'm advocating for accurate information and for civic engagement. And so I really want to clarify that for this interview, I wanted to keep it as sort of clean um, and strictly journalistic as possible. So you'll hear I'm asking people questions, recording their answers. There's no follow-up as far as, you know, giving them leading statistics. Well, did you know that, you know, teen usage has not increased significantly in Colorado? Or did you know that Oregon Public Radio just released a story talking about how there's been no negative impact on their traffic fatalities? And I, there was none of that. You know, this was really a clean sort of by-the-books reportage asking people what they thought, uh, and documenting that. And I think that in itself is way more interesting than just listening to hear me drone on by myself the whole time, um, or to have advocates with a clear, you know, sort of, sort of stance. So, you know, again, this is a snapshot into small town Vermont life, direct democracy. And right now with a lot of pivotal legislative discussions coming up, I think a good chance to kind of check the pulse on people and see what the, what the narratives are 
what people are thinking. So again, we, uh, as I prefaced, you know, this is during the afternoon. So the demographics are going to be skewed no matter what, if you're at a polling station. Um, but you know, doing it in the middle of the day in the afternoon is also definitely a factor because some people did not have town meeting day off, uh, even here in Vermont. So we'll note that, but again, let's get into it. 2017 town meeting day special. Enjoy. All right, Hedy Vermont, town meeting dispatch number one. Currently recording this from inside my car at Waterbury Center, town meeting day. It's around one o'clock in the afternoon, so do not expect a ton of activity, but said want to try to talk to a few voters at a whole bunch of different polling stations um, and see what people think. So here we go. Legalization. Yes. And so I wanted to know um, if maybe you could just state your your age and profession. I hate to even ask ladies' age, <laughs> but just not your name. You can share that if you'd like, but age and profession here in Waterbury. So. 64 and I'm a teacher. Okay. So, um, you know, do you think that this is a major issue, one that's being talked about a lot and sort of what's your perspective as a local resident here? My uh, perspective is that um, I believe there has to be more investigation into it before anything is improved. I think um, Sometimes in the past we've voted things in too quickly without the the real background, getting to the real background. What is this going to affect? How is it going to affect, uh, affect us? One of the things I'm concerned about, I'm still concerned about drunk drivers, and I'd be concerned mm -hmm. about people under the influence too. So I think there should be more studies around that done before we do anything. Great. It's not that I'm against it. I just want more studies. Perfect. Well, thank you. Um, we're just trying to get a snapshot from a bunch of different polling stations around the state. Yeah. Two questions. One is the legalization of marijuana. If it's something that you had a strong opinion about and sort of, I know that it's, uh, there are a few different proposals on the table, but like I said, we're just sort of looking for people on the street yeah. to get a snapshot. Um, so that's something you have a strong opinion about one way or another? I do. Get on with it. <laughs> Easy enough. Um, and the second question, all of these laws that are being proposed around marijuana have local control involved. Do you think that in the future, Waterbury is the type of place, seems like a no-brainer with the ski resorts, with the interstates, with all the great beer tourism around here. Do you think that Waterbury or Waterbury Center is some place that in the future would be welcoming to legal marijuana businesses? Huh. That's a tough question. I There are people spending millions of dollars to try to figure this out. Yeah, but... I don't know. It's really hard to know in a community. Um... There'll be those that think it's a great idea and those who will strongly oppose it. It's hard to know. We might land somewhere in the middle. Yeah. The I person mean, I was talking to before said there's kind of a new and an old garden in Waterbury. There is. There really is. You know, there's what I you might reference at the, the townies who have, you know, sure. many generations. And then there's a lot of young people who moved here. I'm not one of them, but I, I moved here when I was younger and raised our family here. and. Um, and there's a lot of people like us who came here to raise their kids in a safe environment. And so the, I think the younger folks would be absolutely in favor. But, hey, you know, my kids are in their early 20s, and, I, you know, they tell me all about it, how easily they can get pot. And I'd rather see it regulated than the risk of all the underground work. So it's, it won't be any less available, but at least if it's regulated, it might be safer. Right. Beautiful. Like I said, we're kind of just trying to get a snapshot. Do you think it's an important issue in Vermont? Is it something that you have strong feelings about? Uh, that would be the first question. No. Okay. Um, and secondly, as a voter here, do 
do you think in the future, if one of these businesses was trying to operate, they would obviously need local permission. Do you think this community would be welcoming or adver averse to it? Uh, I suspect like the country, they would be evenly divided. Evenly divided, all right, easy enough. Um, again, just trying to get kind of a snapshot, different places around the state. Um, what do you think about the issue? I know it's one that's being discussed in Montpelier uh, right now, but sort of what are your thoughts as, as Vermonters about the issue? I'm against marijuana. I, I don't think we, we don't want the children smoking. Mm -hmm. So why give them marijuana to smoke? I'm against it also. Sure thing. And the second question, if these laws do change in the future and there are businesses that open up or, you know, medical dispensaries, they're going to need to get town's permissions. Do you think that this town, we're talking Waterbury Center here, um, is one that would allow those kind of businesses to open oh. up in the future? Yes, I do think they would. <laughs> I wouldn't want I would it, but they would. Uh, but I would hope not. Yeah. It seems like, you know, with the highways and with the mountains and with all the yeah. great beer right. tourism around here, that this would be a place people would think about oh, naturally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you think that the business community would probably welcome it if things would. eventually changed. Yeah. Especially with all the bar rooms here. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. So, but I'd be against it. Totally. Yeah. And, and so. I would be, too. So. Yep. Great. Well, I appreciate your... Sure. Um, so... The two questions that I'm asking people, do you have, you know, what are your kind of thoughts on the legalization um, discussion that's happening right now in Vermont? Okay. Um, I don't know a lot about the conversation that's actually ongoing. Um, I, it's not something that I follow that closely or I'm particularly interested in, but I do think that going forward with the legalization of marijuana, we really just need to make sure there's a way to police it and regulate it, particularly for things like driving under the influence, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and the second question I'm asking everybody is, if things do continue to change and there are new dispensaries that open with medical or if there's like an actual commercial market, what do you think the reception in this community would be? Because anything would have to be approved by the local community. Do you think Waterbury Center, I mean, there are a lot of reasons why it's a no-brainer with 89 and the mountains and all the great right. beer tourism. Do you think that this community would, would welcome that? Um, I think we've got a pretty interesting and dynamic mix of people in Waterbury. We've kind of got the old school people that have been here for generations for some of them. And then we definitely have a lot of newer, uh, younger families that are moving in. It's a really good place to be. So I think it would definitely be, a, a could see it being a debate that would come up in the community um, with people on both sides, for sure. Very All right, pulling out of Waterbury, the Waterbury perceptions, a couple things people said over and over. Um, this is a town where there's a new, there's an old guard and a new guard, kind of, and I think that's probably consistent in a lot of Vermont towns, especially Vermont towns with tourism. Uh, again, we asked people what they thought generally about legalization, and also if they thought their town would uh, would welcome a future legal weed business. So, again, mixed response. Um, had someone who said she agreed but did not want to talk about it um, because of her profession. Uh, certainly something we've heard before. Now, again, this polling place is at a school, and we're here in the middle of the day. Uh, most of the folks who came by were tended to be older demographic, older white folks. And again, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It is an off day, but um, that is going to be a factor no matter where we're at and who we're talking to. So we're going to keep that in mind. But uh, yeah, I think it was, it was literally a 50-50 response of people who were su supportive. There was one woman who was a, uh, described herself as a former hippie. Um, and said that uh, she's got kids in her in the 20s 
um, and she would rather have it be legalized so it could be regulated and that it would inherently be safer. So um, that was interesting, getting a parent coming out and saying that. But yeah, so far, uh, pretty interesting interesting responses here in Waterbury Center. You know, again, this is a place that 89 is literally visible from the polling station. We're 20 minutes away from two different world-class ski mountains. You've got some of the best beer in the world, literally, brewed within 20 minutes of here and some of the biggest beer tourism. So uh, it's a place that would be super attractive for future cannabis businesses, and I'm sure there are folks in the Valley who are thinking about it. But a major factor is going to be what of these towns, if any, would actually allow the business to operate, um, and which of them might actually invite and court a business. You know, there are, I think, five or six little towns between Exit 10 and Sugarbush. You know, so if Waterbury Center wasn't open to it, would Duxbury be open to it? Uh, or would Warren be open to it? Or, you know, Moortown? Um, you know, I think that's, what's going to be interesting to, uh, interesting to see how things play out. And I think that in town meeting day, 2018, there are going to be real proposals on the table and there are going to be entrepreneurs and, and smart folks who are putting out resolutions to see where their towns come down and starting to do some lobbying. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Interesting response from here in Waterbury, not a huge surprise, but, uh, fairly split and had some folks who you might look at and profile, um, and think no way. Uh, who said they were actually supporters, and then a lot of other folks who were pretty clear and, and not supporting. So uh, next town, I think, is going to be uh, Duxbury, or maybe we'll jet right over to Moortown, but we'll keep moving. Sure, so you do not you do not support it. No. Um, and then the other question I'm just asking folks, kind of get a snapshot of their community. If these places were to, if it were to happen and they were to expand, do you think Moortown is a place that as a community would be receptive to it or averse or I don't know about the rest of the people but I wouldn't I have there are too many problems that I've seen in my years sure yeah because so. I know we were talking in Waterbury with folks just with the tourism with the mountain towns and all the breweries that are around here you know it seems like the valley is a place that folks would want to come in so it's interesting yeah. I know every town's a little different around here too but yeah yeah I know. If it were just if it were just medical and it was lit and it was fine, but for otherwise no. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. Name or any of your background info, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Just about getting kind of snapshots. So, first question: Just do you have general thoughts on legalization? I know it's a big issue in I Vermont do. this year. And what are they? I'm against it. Against it. Okay. Um, and so the other question we're asking folks is kind of getting a snapshot of the different communities. Mm -hmm. I know some towns are more receptive and some aren't, but in the future, dispensaries or if they did eventually have retail sales, it's all going to have to go through the towns. So as someone who lives in Moortown, what's your kind of take on the town's, on the town's opinion? Oh. Not to ask you to speak for everybody, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, just kind of a snapshot. I mean, even in... No, I would say generally people are probably in, not opposed to mm -hmm. having a dispensary here. Yeah, because I know that... You know, I was just in Waterbury, and it's like here in the valley, you've got all the mountains, and you've got all the great beer tourism coming around. Mm -hmm. And I know all these proposals would include local tax money, yeah. you know, with retail. So you think that even if people... I'm not interested in the tax money. I just wouldn't have an objection to it. Right, if the business was going to open up. Right, I wouldn't have an objection to it. In fact, my only objection to the legalization is that until we get some... First of all, I think it does have a negative effect on users. Mm -hmm. um, until we get a handle on how to deal with that with drivers, 
I just don't want any more impaired drivers on the road. And sure. I want to know how we're going to address that if and we legalize think, marijuana. So you think if it's legalized, more people will drive under yes. the influence than do now? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, that's, I mean, the first question is just sort of general thoughts on legalization. I know it's a big topic in Vermont right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so did either of you folks have sort of what are your takes on it individually, whether it's medical or, you know, the, the broader criminal justice? I think we should leave it alone for now, you know, mm -hmm. and watch what happens in some of the other states. And, and if it go, goes okay in the other states, you know, the argument is, is that it's, it, if you legalize it, then people won't get into harder drugs because of the fact that they can get it legally. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't necessarily think that's the case. But on the other hand, it's no worse than booze. And then do you really want more boozers on the highway? Sure. I mean, yeah. So I guess I'm kind of negative on it at this point. Lean. Maybe in a couple of years, I might change my mind. Sure. I was not in favor of the way it was being approached last year because it felt like it was um, going to be a lot of big business that was going to be involved. I was right. specifically concerned about um, all the the candies and all that kind of... Uh, right. I know that's something even the governor last year said he wasn't really supportive of. Yeah. So I was, I was concerned about that. But mm -hmm. this new approach, although I haven't read a lot about it, but my understanding being that if somebody grows for their personal consumption or mm -hmm. has a small amount on them that they right. won't be prosecuted, then um, that I'm okay with. I just, I'm not in favor of big business getting involved in it. I'm in favor of decriminalization. Yeah, and I know that there is also... Uh, decriminalization is yeah. very important, even well, right today, yeah. Well, and I think that there was, there is also a driving bill that's on the table, I think, that is a separate piece of legislation. Right. So I know they're looking at both of those. Um, the other question, we're kind of just trying to get a snapshot at town meeting day. All of these places, whether they're medical dispensaries or in the future, if there are, you know, stores that operate, they all need local approval. Um, so kind of just as members of the community, you have any sense on, you know, if there was a medical dispensary or eventually if there was a retail, I mean, the valley's close to the highway and all the ski areas and all the beer tourism stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the local, you know, the town would? Why shouldn't it be dispensed just like any other drug might be dispensed or alcohol? It should be controlled by the state and we know who's selling it that way. Mm -hmm. Right? And do you think in Moortown that, you know, they would allow any of the, one of these businesses I, to operate? I don't see Sure, at the store. <laughs> they sell beer and wine, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess my biggest concern is when it's, um, again, you know, made into something that's appealing for small kids. Sure. That's when, it, that's mm -hmm. when it's of concern to me. So if it's somebody, if it's in its current form, it's less appealing to, you know, an 11-year-old. But if you sure. turn it into a you know, candy or something, then I think that it's, um, becomes more appealing. Kind of like the cherry cigarettes that they sell. Or sure. Yeah. Whatever, all that, like all that, that. Vape, all that vape stuff that yeah, they sell. Right. That's directed toward kids. So totally. And so you, you really don't want to sell it. You just want to be able to grow it and, and do it that way. Yeah. Or, or, or and in, not penalize or somebody medical, for having it. Yeah. Or in medical dispensaries, right. but, right. um, Drug stores. Yeah, yeah. I just, I would like to see it kept further away from the younger or be less appealing to younger sure really young kids yeah yeah Perfect. great 
All right, so just got done reporting here in Moortown. Talked to about four or five different people. The first one did not want to be on record. Uh, the second was adamantly opposed. Um, and then we talked to a few others who had who had kind of mixed feelings. Driving was something that was brought up as a concern by almost all of them. Um, and someone who said that was really her only condition for not supporting it. We also asked about sort of taking the local temperature if Moortown as a, as a community might welcome uh, a legal marijuana business. And it sounded like medical. You know, there was pretty clear support. <laughs> There's one guy who said, why not? And pointed across the street to the Irving station. Said they dispense booze there. Um, you know, and another who said that she really was not a fan of the, the commercialization and kind of the message, especially being concerned about what that sent to, uh, what message that sends to youth. And I think clearly the edibles um, were something that were a concern for her. So I uh, was in support of the criminal justice reform parts of it and this year's approach much more so than last year. So it was really interesting snapshot. This is Representative Maxine Grad's home district. Uh, and she is the one who has been behind a lot of this, the criminal justice reform. She's also one of the co-sponsors of the driving bill, which is sort of a, a counterweight to that. So uh, we did bring that up to the other folks. But yeah, you know, again, it's one, uh, it's around two o'clock in the afternoon. So it's always the demographics are different depending on what time you're at. Um, and frankly, who comes out to vote uh, and who's willing to talk to you. So good conversations here. All right. That was episode nine Vermont Awana podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. And thank you to Hedy Vermont sponsoring. Check out the live stream every Monday night starting at six o'clock p.m. HeddyVermont.com and Facebook Hedy Vermont.